is Aaron Crown of MortgageImplode.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold. Welcome back to the 63rd episode of the Run to Gold.com podcast. It's New Year's Eve, <laughs> and isn't that exciting? We'll be beginning a new year, and I hope everybody is implementing provident living principles in their lives so that they uh, don't have so much to fear from the change that we're going to see in 2009 because, boy, is it going to be fun. I'd like to talk about a fairly sensitive topic, gold confiscation. Now, usually whenever gold confiscation is mentioned, uh, uh, people get all hysterical. You know, oh, don't you dare try and take my gold, kind of like taking somebody's guns. I think that there are three main reasons why gold confiscation is highly improbable in the current situation. First, there are great structural differences between the gold environment of 1933 and the gold environment of today. Second, confiscating gold again uh, would be like releasing a guillotine blade on the fragile uh, Federal Reserve note dollar's neck. Uh, It would just, it would be horrible for it. Third, Such a move would be political suicide. I think even the tyrants like Lincoln or Franklin Roosevelt uh, would shy away from it, mainly because they would lose their political power. Okay, so many of the coin dealers who raise the confiscation issue, they're really just trying to sell collectible coins. I've never really been much of a fan for numismatic coins or coins that you have to pay a very large premium on. Uh, over the bullion price because you know I'm after I'm after the bullion I don't I don't care whose visage is stamped in the metal. <laughs> uh, next, I think that uh, there are structural differences with the economy today and the economy back then. The economy back then. Uh, the currency used in ordinary daily transaction was tied to gold. I mean, right after Roosevelt issued the executive order, shortly thereafter he devalued from $20 per ounce up to about 35 Now, the executive order, it had plenty of loopholes in it. I mean, you could have less than five ounces for wedding bands, things like that. Uh, so, and gold had already pretty much be, been demonetized because the Fed was created in 1913. And so 20 years later, 1933, gold wasn't circulating hand-to-hand. So there really wasn't that big of a change in the ordinary day-to-day transactions. Currently, under 31 U.S.C. 5101 through 5118, those are our monetary provisions in the, Constitu- in the federal law, gold clauses are, are legal and enforceable in contracts. So if some tyrant wanted to outdo Roosevelt, you know what could the possible rationalization be to the market? I mean, they've been they've been spending decades trying to brainwash us that gold isn't money. Now they want to confiscate it at all? I don't think so. Now governments they often do act irrationally. They're perpetually lying and cheating and stealing and murdering, but they do have a common purpose. They have inertia. They want to maintain the status quo. Everyone wants to maintain their power. So very rarely do those in power seek a way to surrender it. So if they were to try and confiscate gold, it would instantly vaporize the dollar. A fiat currency only has value because of the confidence placed in it. 
you know, there's no real difference between a Federal Reserve note dollar and a monopoly dollar. <coughs> and so much of the federal debt's owned by foreign investors. And if there were a gold confiscation order, I think it would shock their confidence. And they'd immediately dump their dollars because it, nothing would be fair, you know, in, in the land of the free and home of the brave. Uh, because this would be an evident attack on property rights. Additionally, I think it would be political suicide. The Federal Reserve already has huge enemies. I mean, look at the people marching on it. And perhaps it'll get as bad as Iceland. In Iceland, 4% of their population was marching on their central bank. That would be about, you know, couple million people here. Let's suppose that of the 400 million Americans, there are 150 million investors. Suppose only 3% of that 4.5 million, uh, actually of that 150 million, owns the yellow metal. That's still 4.5 million people. Of course, they bought it so that they could voluntarily comply with a confiscation order. So we'll assume that half of them turn in their gold. That still leaves over 2 million people with their gold. And what is that group like? Well, I've ran into a couple of these gold bugs. They like their guns, and they like their food, and a lot of them have served in the military. They're ardent defenders of their unalienable rights found in the Declaration of Independence, found in the Constitution that they swore to uphold when they joined the armed services. Uh, lots of them, you know, highly trained snipers. These are the gold standard advocates. They understand that gold protects against despotic inroads on the part of government. And so they're going to be highly distrustful of any political acts trying to steal their gold. They're not going to just hand it over to the vampire squids. So what is the government going to do? Well, first they've got to track down who owns the gold. And gold, by its very nature, is very difficult to track. That's one of the reasons governments hate it. So what are they going to do? Go door to door trying to find it? You know how costly and disorderly and dangerous that's going to be? You know, and it, say a single agent uh, doesn't take kindly to these two million plus highly armed individuals who willfully and deliberately ignored the confiscation order in the first place, uh, and there's some type of a, a scuffle. You know, and this jackbooted Blackwater mercenary for the vampire squid uh, shoots this upstanding uh, person in this society. You know, maybe he owns a local business or he's the local pastor. Oh, that's going to look great on YouTube. So, and additionally, it's going to take at least six mercenaries to enter the house and another six to seal the perimeter. So it's going to take 12 people to, to go door-to-door uh, after one person, I mean, it's just not feasible. And then once you do have the gold, I mean, you could hide it anywhere. You could bury it in your backyard, put it in a can, it's in your pantry. I mean, sure, we could see uh, some gold investors die, kind of like some people died in Waco and Ruby Ridge, you know, in a firefight. But the atrocity of seeing these upstanding peaceful leaders of the community being invaded in their own homes and murdered in their own beds, you know, those videos would go viral on YouTube. And the public outrage would just foment into a fervent political inferno.
This is what the British Empire tried to do. They implemented the Stamp Act. You know, people wouldn't comply. So they'd lock villages inside of churches and set the churches on fire. That's how you piss off people. That's how you start a revolution. That's how you encounter violent opposition. And King George thought that he was still going to win? <laughs> I mean, it's laughable. He didn't have the will of the people behind him. He lost in the battlefield of ideas. And so these Blackwater mercenaries, they're considered apparitions of Satan. These vampire squids uh, in government costumes, you know, if they try to confiscate gold, I don't think it's going to go very far. I think it's extremely difficult to do. I don't think it's viable politically. I don't think it's in the best interest of the government uh, vampire squids to do it. And even if they tried to do it, a lot of people might have gold in offshore uh, havens like Switzerland through something like gold money. So good luck trying to get that. Plus, there's a lot of other targets to pillage that would be a lot easier, like Social Security or Medicare. Oh, wait, they already did that. How about 401ks and IRAs? They could nationalize those, kind of like Argentina did. So for these reasons, I, I think that the probability of a future gold confiscation is extremely low. Not to discount that they might do it, just that the probability of it happening uh, isn't very high. You've been listening to episode 63 of the RunToGold.com podcast, and Happy New Year. I uh, want to say one thing. These guys are pretty serious players in our industry. Uh, we provide links from this website to their websites. Take a look at what Trace Meyer has to say uh, at his website, RunToGold.com.